Welcome back to Blazers and Flag Pens. This is Hallie Thompson, and uh, today I'm interviewing someone a little bit different from what we've done in the past on the podcast. Um, here with David Seaman. He's running locally here in Boone County. And I'm going to give you just a little bit to introduce yourself and, and tell the audience a little bit about yourself, David. All right. I appreciate you uh, inviting me here. So my name is David Seaman. I'm running for Boone County Presiding Commissioner. Um, I grew up in Columbia, South Carolina. Actually, I really grew up all over the country. Columbia, Atlanta, Colorado Springs. Here in Missouri, Virginia Beach, Quantico, New Bern, North Carolina. Um, so I've been all over the place. But I did graduate from Rockbridge in 2007. I uh, went to Columbia College and finally got my stuff together and got out of there. Um, and then right after, in 2012, I joined the Marine Corps as an officer, as a logistics officer. I spent the last five years doing that. Um, great times, very fun. And I got out last January and now I'm back in Columbia, Missouri. And what you learn in logistics is that you always have to be looking ahead. Um, whether it is a battle in 20 hours or a war 20 years down the road. We're always forward thinking and trying to figure out what's coming. So when you extrapolate those skills and you add them into politics, um, it tends to have you focused on a long-term plan um, for the next 20, 30, maybe even 40 years. What's, a, what's accounting going to look like when I'm 70? So that that's really where those skills come from. A lot of it is just mission planning as well. What's the mission? What's the objective? How do we get there? Um, I think that's something that we've kind of lost focus on. On the locals, the federal, and the state level, um, we've, we've definitely asked ourselves, how can we stop something from happening simply because the other party likes it or doesn't like it? So mm -hmm. uh, I like to bring us back to a little sense of normalcy. Um, for why I'm running... Uh, it's kind of, it's an interesting, it's an interesting question. So I can remember, uh, watching the news after, uh, Trayvon Martin was killed and then after Eric Gardner was killed and Tamir Rice and unfortunately a whole host of other young men. And while it was a tragedy, what you start to see a few days afterwards is the people who are standing up at the lectern and they're speaking, you know, uh, county commissioners, mayors, city councilmen, every once in a while you get a, a senator or a representative. Um, they did not look like the person who had been killed. And they did not have the experiences, the life experiences that they had. And I started to realize this is probably a symptom of, of that uh, lack of experience. You have people who sit around a table of, you know, theoretically a, a table of power, um, and they're making decisions if you do not have the life experiences of the people who you represent, um, you, you have a hard time making decisions on their behalf. So, so I sat around, I watched this happening. Um, the thoughts started to develop. You know, I've, I've lived a pretty complicated life, um, short 29 years, but I'd say the last 12 have been um, extremely difficult in some way. Um, lived in a lot of places, interacted people. I think that if we are going to elect folks to represent us, we should be electing people who can walk into any room in their district or the area that they represent and immediately understand what it is that folks need and be able to talk to them and and share your experiences with them and have similar experiences. Mm -hmm. Totally in agreement. I mean, 
think a lot of us that are running now have had that sentiment. Yeah. You know, I don't see myself. I don't see my friends. And the people that we see suffering, we don't see in those that are supposed to represent us. Right. Right. But, you know, it's interesting because you're running locally here. Yep. So I want to talk a little about why locally <laughs> and how you see uh, these these local positions being important um, for what's happening at the state level and upwards of that. Right. Um, and how that interaction um, works in your head. Right. So. so so every four years we all go out and we vote for the president. And maybe every six years you go out and you vote for your senator. Maybe Maybe every two years you go out and vote for your 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 rep um we all forget that there is also a local government that's right down the road that has a that's far more reaching effect on your life than when than whoever's sitting in the white house they have an effect but those folks right down the road have something to do with your everyday life um and we don't tend to know who they are what they're doing because of that so i decided to run local um Simply because I wanted to bring some more attention to what's happening in there, and because it has a an important role in our lives. So, um, county commissioners tend to uh, authorize budgets. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically in Boone County, we have three commissioners. There's one for the southern half, one for the northern half, and then the presiding commissioner, which I'm running for, uh, is supposed to represent the interests of everyone in the county. Mm-hmm. Um, the three commissioners all have equal say. They are three co-equals. And then you also have people like the county clerk and the recorder um, and the sheriff who are also elected, who work alongside them. So you really have about 13 elected officials who all kind of have co-equal power. Um, no one is above anyone else. <clears throat> but once again, when you make it to that hypothetical table of power, when you're sitting across from someone, it's a lot harder for them to ignore you or to just kind of brush off your ideas uh, than say if you were to walk in front of a county commission meeting and they see you for five minutes and you go sit down and they completely forget your name or what you even talked about. Um, that's why I'm running. I'm running because I feel like it has a bigger impact. Mm-hmm. An immediate impact in immediate. a lot of ways. Yep. And Boone County is interesting because we have a, I mean, you're just talking, you went to, you went to Columbia College. Yep. One of the three places you could go to college here. Right, right. And so we have a lot of students. We have a lot of younger families that end up staying because they went to college here. And so it's really interesting to see someone young running for this seat um, because there's a lot of opportunity here in Columbia for representation of, of younger people. There's, there's a lot of representation. I actually went to Mizzou freshman year to run track and I realized that that was no longer a dream of mine so then I switched to Columbia College though yeah well that self-awareness to change your path (laughs) halfway halfway through is worth looking up to because it's hard to do that's something that's really hard and you've done it again really I mean came out of the military and changed your path again yep yeah it was uh it was a great experience I, I loved my marines I still talk to a lot of them but um, I don't think a 20-year career was, was in the works for me. I don't think I could do it for 20 years. So hats off to those who could, though. Yeah. Well, so one of the other things you represent then, too, is more people in our generation and generations younger than us, and we're almost the same age, yep. uh, they have multiple jobs. They're starting a career, and then that career maybe goes away um, in the next 10 years or so. So oh, yeah. you also represent that. Yeah. So I see that as a, as a good opportunity um, for your future career. Oh, yeah. yeah it's been fun. Um, 
Yeah. It wasn't a very good question. No, it actually fine. wasn't a question at all. <laughs> it wasn't really. It was more of a statement. Like, I tried to run with it. Okay. <laughs> See, that's the best part about the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can just be goofy like that. Uh, no, but I mean, locally, that's we have like a, a small region here in Colombia where we do have different job opportunities available because of the impact of those institutions of higher education. We do. And your experiences with that. And bringing that to bear on the county will be important. Oh, of course. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you differentiate yourself, you know, from anyone that has ever held that position? Right. So, and how is Boone County different, I guess, in your mind? So my, I, I can say my life story starts when I was 17. And I was going into my senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and my father passed away on Father's Day, uh, twenty. 2006, I don't know what I'm um, And then two months later, my then girlfriend, now wife, uh, told me she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. And the next day, we started our respective senior and junior years of high school. So um, we we made it through somehow. It was really because we have families that refused to let us quit. Um, yeah. And the community at large really reached out and supported us. I don't think we ever really heard a negative word, which is one of the reasons why when I got out and we had to make a decision where we wanted to go, um, it was it was really easy to say let's go back home let's go back to Columbia so mm-hmm. um, I think that experience as a 17 18 year old father um, coupled with the responsibility of leading essentially your peers mm-hmm. in the Marine Corps um, I think that differentiates me from a lot of folks because when I go and knock on doors or when I talk to voters you when you walk up and you're 29 years old and they they look at you and you can kind of see that that glaze kind of come over their eyes like okay this guy wants to run what do you want to say like okay just give me your spiel and go away so then you start to speak and you start to speak on topics and uh, and you instantly see their light their eyes start to light up a little bit like oh okay he's he's serious Mm -hmm. this isn't a joke um so I do think the age thing sometimes hinders you a little bit but if you can come in and speak on topics intelligently and and offer something up to folks i think they open up a lot and they're willing to listen Mm -hmm. well and you have a vast array of experiences i mean you've lived so many places and (laughs) in your 29 years yeah you've experienced a lot yes i have so and it's good to be able to challenge that at the door to knock on doors it's actually pretty fun to watch people you can see their faces almost kind of melt a little bit once you start speaking and um and they want to ask questions and they want to know why and what the commission does and mm-hmm. yeah so let's talk about knocking doors a little bit because yeah. this is something i do a lot too and i love knocking doors <laughs> and i know you've knocked a lot of doors yes. now so tell me why you decided that knocking doors was the way to go all right so I think when you can go speak to someone, I've always been a believer in if you can call someone or you can actually go just talk to them, you should go talk to them. I think face-to-face conversations are highly important. Um, People are more willing to actually listen to you. If you're on the phone with somebody, they may be in the background having a speakerphone, washing the dishes or cooking food or getting interrupted by the kids. Um, When you can show up at someone's door and take even 60 seconds of their time just to get a little FaceTime, they're more likely to remember you more likely to actually ask questions and get involved and say, and when you 
even if they close the door right away, they're going to at least say, you know what, let me look that guy up in a few weeks. Um, That's really the benefit of doing it. You're also going to where they live. You're not asking folks to, hey, come meet me at this bar and or that works out too. But, you know, if you work a nine to five and you've got three kids at home like I do, like I'm I don't I'm not packing everything up to come to a bar after work to come talk to somebody. But if you can show up at my door, I might be busy. I might have a five year old screaming in the background, but Mm -hmm. you've got my attention for a few minutes. Yeah, and I was I was going to point that out is that I've been struggling with getting people out to events yeah. and come to the conclusion that, you know, of course, not everyone's going to be able to come. Yeah. And we shouldn't have that expectation. Yeah, so, I mean, it's our job. <laughs> yeah. It's our job to, to talk to people. Yeah. Um, and so I appreciate that, that you're doing that, too. Yeah. And your experience <laughs> helped you to realize that that's important. Yeah, it is. Um... It is frightening sometimes kind of walking from house to house. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I am a young black man, so I have to be wary of walking into somebody's yard and knocking on the door and, mm-hmm. you know, how do I present myself? Am I, do I have a t-shirt on? Do I have campaign items in my hand? Is somebody going to come out of their house and be like, what do you want? You know, so it is uh, it's something that you have to be aware of, but so far I have not run into that issue. You've had- so it's been great. Completely positive experiences. Oh yeah, some folks will just take the, take your literature and close the door. And, but I mean, if that's the worst that it is, then hey, yeah, I'm that happens to all of us. Yes, <laughs> it does. It's not just you. <laughs> happens very frequently, but yeah. But this is something you know I don't have to think about, or I don't think about. Maybe I should. Uh, when I knock on doors, I don't think you know. Should I have my phone in my hand? Should I have my literature? Am I carrying a bag? Am I not carrying a bag? Should I walk through their grass? Yeah. I just kind of walk where I feel like I should walk. No. I mean, I think about it for decorum reasons, right. but not necessarily for, for my safety. Right. Um, and so that is a challenge. It is. And I think here in Missouri it in is, particular. It is a uh, it is a challenge that I am very aware of, but like I said, so far, so far so good. Good. I'm yeah. happy to hear that. Yeah. Um, People always tell me, stay safe. Don't go knock doors by yourself. Yeah. We don't listen to that. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes you, you got to knock doors when no one else is available to knock doors. You do? So what's, yeah. the, what's the coolest story you've heard on the door? Like the most, most interesting thing someone has just off the cuff told you. Oh, goodness. Um, that you feel comfortable sharing. Right. <laughs> I, I try to go knock doors a lot, actually during lunch. Um, mm-hmm. at work and it's a good idea there there are typically some folks there depends on the neighborhood a lot mm-hmm. of times you just end up leaving the car because you know folks at work just like you are um oh goodness i'm trying to think of a good one that doesn't involve profanity or... <laughs> <laughs> well you know um, i ask questions on the door yeah and so i get some interesting answers <laughs> <laughs> i do have to explain a lot what the commission is um, I've always said, I think about 90% of the people I, I tell them, Hey, I'm running for presiding commission. They just kind of look and go, what, what is that? Mm-hmm. Is that Senate? Are you running for you know, the state house? I'm like, no, 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 no. It's right here in the County, right, right down the road. Commission meetings <laughs> right down the road. And, yep. Um, so that's typically what I end up having to explain is okay. just what the commission does. And I think maybe that, maybe that's where that haze comes from in their eyes. They kind of get a little bored about Hearing about budgets and and the fairgrounds and all those different things, but that's important work, though. 
It is. It's very important. Yeah, yeah. because uh, too many people don't know what the commission does. And my goodness, like you say, it impacts us. Oh, yeah. All the time. Oh, yeah. So, you know, being able to explain that to them and knock on their door and tell them that, I think, is, is a wonderful role to be Definitely. able to take. Um, so, I don't know if you've implemented the asking questions. David and I actually knocked <laughs> doors, uh, how long, four days ago now, three days ago? Yeah, was that Thursday? Yeah. yeah. So, just a few days ago. Yeah. Um, and so, I ask questions when I'm on the door. Now, for me, I'm running nationally. So, the questions may be a little more... <laughs> Easy for people to answer because I say, what's the biggest issue for you and your family that can be impacted by the federal government or is impacted by the federal government? And people, you know, often have something off the cuff. Um, But when we knock doors together, uh, we framed it as, what's the biggest issue for you and your family that could be impacted by the federal government or potentially locally here? And when we threw that wrench in, (laughs) it definitely, I think, threw people off. It did. It did, okay. Yeah, and we didn't get very many local answers. Uh, we did not. I don't think a lot of folks realize um, that a lot of the businesses that are here receive tax breaks from the county, mm-hmm. um, and that we can alter some of those, some of the ways that we provide tax breaks, so that you know the county can't raise the minimum wage, but we can um, implement some plans that when a when a company comes in, we say, hey, why don't you offer this amount of money, $40,000 a year mm-hmm. it's an average. And, you know, we can offer you a certain amount of a tax break for that instead of just kind of letting, letting the companies dictate how that happens. So um, I think getting creative at the local level is going to be the key. Um, yeah. Yeah, to taking care of a lot of these communities that are changing. Oh, yeah, definitely. Especially in Missouri, changing <laughs> yes. a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Columbia has been growing at, at record rates. It's slowing down a little bit now, no. but at the same time, Columbia has been growing. A lot of the surrounding parts, the more rural areas, have been shrinking. It has. And local government has, has a huge role to play yeah. in how we adapt. Yes. So, moving into some of the things you want to get done no. when you're elected. All right. So, we talked about uh, tax breaks for companies. Mm-hmm. Um, the average county wage, the average wage for a county worker is $37,000 a year. Um what I would like to do, and we've seen it done in a few counties across the country, mm-hmm. um, is implement a plan where if a company wants to move into Boone County, um, they go through a process. So essentially, what you and I have done as candidates with certain endorsements, you fill out this questionnaire and you answer questions. So mm-hmm. some of the questions would be, um, what is the average salary that you will be offering? How many employees are you going to, going to employ are you going to be bringing in employees from outside of Boone County or are you going to be hiring folks here mm-hmm. what kind of health care coverage do you offer um, like I said the county can't raise minimum wage they can't uh, do a lot with health care but those are some of the big ticket issues I mean you have a lot of college kids coming out of Mizzou and Columbia College and Stevens and some of them have 50 60 upwards of a hundred thousand dollars in debt and they're making thirty thousand dollars a year when they get out so what can we do to help them with those issues? I've got three kids. Luckily, my employer and my wife's employer both offer great health care. So mm-hmm. we're lucky in that instance, but a lot of companies don't. So how do we help folks? Uh, how do we help them get on their feet once they get out, once they get into the real world? Or the folks that are, who are out in the real world now in their second, third, maybe fourth career, how do we help them out? Um, another thing is 
just making government a little more responsive and open. I think a lot of folks don't know about county government because it's just not there. It's kind of hidden in the shadows. So um, I think changing some of the meetings, at least one meeting a month, the county commission should be held around seven o'clock at night when folks are off work. You know, the kids have been gotten settled. You can come back to a meeting instead of having it at noon when everybody's at work. Nobody can show up. Like live streaming some of those things. Just really basic 21st century items. Um, um, and we have the tools. <laughs> we have the tools. One of the things I would really like to see done is an implementation of what's called the Rooney Rule. So in 2001, 2003, um, the NFL realized that the vast majority of their players were African-American. Mm-hmm. Um, and their head coaches and GMs were not. So Pittsburgh owner Dan Rooney came up with a rule that said when these positions open up, you have to interview at least one qualified minority candidate. Mm -hmm. And we've seen a drastic change in the makeup of GMs and head coaches in the NFL. Mm -hmm. And a a number of cities and states uh, have implemented this. Fortune 500 countries and companies have done it as well. Um, I would like to see it done here and Boone County as well for managerial and supervisor roles. Just find a qualified uh, minority candidate or female candidate or a veteran and give them an interview. Mm-hmm. Those three groups are typically the folks who are not getting called in for interviews. Mm-hmm. And they may be overqualified, but they're not getting a call back. So find one who is qualified, give them an interview. You don't have to hire them, but I guarantee you if you let them come in the room and speak, you're going to give them a second thought. Mm-hmm. So, you're going to want to hire them. Oh, yeah, you're going to want to hire them. Yeah. So those are a few things. The fairgrounds is always something that comes up. Um, I would love to see us do something with the fairgrounds that brings together that rural and urban mm-hmm. uh, part of Columbia and Boone County. Maybe we could build a inclusive uh, playground, a disabled accessible playground out there, mm-hmm. along with renov- renovating the fairgrounds, but... Uh, I think that's going to take a lot of buy-in from the community as well. So we'll mm-hmm. see how that goes. Yeah, maybe some partnerships with, with private entities. Yeah, private entities, nonprofits. Mm-hmm. Maybe a petition started by a group in, uh, in Boone County to get mm-hmm. it going, get it on the ballot. But yeah, I think that is one of the things that we should definitely be focused on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because those spaces for play yep. and community, we're finding, I mean, scientists are confirming what we already knew probably in our hearts and in our communities is that those parks and trails and playgrounds are so important to the way we function as a society and I think uh, having that as one of your core core values is saying we need to be able to maintain these oh yeah I think um, we've got the Truman VA hospital here how many Mm -hmm. veterans come through there who are disabled who have prosthetics mm-hmm. have to come for treatment they bring their kids you know how great would it be if they had a place to go play with their kids the same way i play with mine every day right um, i think that would bring the community together a lot absolutely yeah and that's something i wouldn't have thought of no. so there your experience is coming yeah. to bear already <laughs> gotta get creative yeah <laughs> i love it yeah and creativity in government i think is something that we don't often value we don't we don't espouse you know exactly. it's yeah. not like i'm running on i have more creative ideas yep and let me demonstrate how that happens because yeah. i think it's something that's hard to talk about 
It is. It is. I think we are solely focused on the big ticket items. So we talk about roads and bridges mm-hmm. um, and things like that at the federal level. Everybody talks about the, the military budget, defense budget. Mm-hmm. but And healthcare. And healthcare. Healthcare is very important. Exactly, yes. Yeah, so, but there yeah. are a thousand other things. There are a thousand other things. And yeah, and you definitely have to get creative in how you address them and, and the ideas that you have. Mm-hmm. So, you know... This is one of the really powerful things with, you know, local government, right? I mean, it's also one of the most challenging things is that there's so much that goes on yep. in cities and in counties and here on levels that people don't know about because oh, yeah. maybe we're not communicating it or maybe they're just not aware enough to find the communications that are happening. Yes. But it's both an opportunity and a challenge, I think. It is. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts on, you know, local politics and how we're how it's going to look moving forward, um, and any message you might have for folks listening. Yeah. Um, the message I would have is get out there, spend spend ten minutes a day just researching a local candidate. Doesn't matter who it is. If it's if it's me, hey, great, I appreciate it. But if it's someone else, hey, go out there and do it. Um, get involved. Go to meetings when you can. Understand that that local government is it resides right next to you. It resides, in some cases, right across the street from you. Mm-hmm. And just like your neighbor who lives across the street from you, they have an influence on what's happening in your life. Um, I know in Columbia we have the uh, community policing forum. Um, I've been to a lot of those. And I've seen a lot of folks there mm-hmm. at the beginning. And, and now it started to taper off. Um, that is something that's going to impact everyone in that city. Mm-hmm. And a lot of folks don't even know that it's taking place. Don't know that we are talking about a potential change in, in policing philosophy and potentially hiring more police officers. Um, so you know, get involved. Not just Don't just know who the president is or your senator or your mayor. Please know who your mayor is as well. But you know, get involved in those local politics. Yeah. And when someone knocks on your door, don't assume it's the UPS man. Yes. Answer it. Please come to the door. Yeah. It's hot outside. I may be sweating, but please come to the door. You will make my day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of other, a lot of other local candidates yeah. and national candidates days. I think on the door is where politics is going to be in the future because, oh, yeah. you know, it's. A lot of people don't have landlines anymore. The way we communicate is changing. Yes. And, you know, canvassing is going to be so key to how we communicate. So answer, be open-minded, and vote as often as you can. There are three elections here in Columbia this year. We've already had one. The next one's August 7th. David and I will both be on that ballot. And then another one, November 6th. Um, and to make sure that you're not just voting in that November election, but right. you're voting in all of the elections and researching your ballot. Yep. It's so important as a citizen. Yes, it is. Oh, thank you so much for joining, David. This yeah. is a wonderful conversation. I went a little bit different direction than I expected, <laughs> but it was great. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. This podcast has been paid for by Hallie Thompson for Congress.